Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 470. We turned a corner and the path led toward the dark green tunnel of an arching bower. I don't know if you've seen them yet, I said, but here is your cellus flower. There were only stars lighting our way, the moon so slender it was almost no moon at all. Under the trellis, it was dark as Denna's hair. Our eyes were wide and stretching to the dark, and where the starlight slanted through the leaves, they showed hundreds of cellus blossoms yawning open in the night. If the scent of cellus were not so delicate, it would have been overpowering. Oh, Denna sighed, looking around with wide eyes. Under the bower, her skin was brighter than the moon. She reached out her hands to both sides. They're so soft. We walked in silence. All around us, cellus vines wove themselves around the trellis, clinging to the wood and wire, hiding their faces from the nighttime sky. When eventually we came out the other side, it seemed as bright as daylight. The silence stretched until I started to grow uncomfortable. So now you know your flower, I said. It seemed a shame you'd never seen one. They're rather difficult to cultivate from what I've heard. Perhaps they do suit me then, Denna said softly looking down. I don't take root easily. We continued walking until the path turned and hid the bower behind us. You treat me better than I deserve, Dennis said at last. I laughed at the ridiculousness of that. Only respect for the silence of the garden kept it from rolling out of me in a great booming laugh. Instead, I stifled it as much as possible, though the effort threw me off my stride and made me stumble. Dunna watched me from a step away, a smile spread across her mouth. Eventually, I caught my breath. You who sang with me the night I won my pipes. You who have given me the finest gift I ever did receive. A thought occurred to me. Did you know, I said, that your loot case saved my life? The smile spread and grew wide as a flower. Did it now? It did, I said. I cannot, I cannot even hope to treat you as well as you deserve. Given what I owe you, this is but the smallest payment. Well, I think it is a lovely start. She looked up at the sky and drew a long, deep breath. I've always liked moonless nights best. It's easier to say things in the dark. It's easier to be yourself. She began walking again, and I fell into step beside her. We passed a fountain, a pool, a wall of pale jasmine open to the night. We crossed a small stone bridge that led us back among the shelter of the hedges. And that's the page. See that cellus on the trellis. Come on, Denno, won't you tell us why Quoth is just the very best of all the fellas? That was wow. a good little rhyme. Thanks. I'll keep working on it. Who are you? Uh, I'm MCNIK. <coughs> I'm dying. <laughs>
And I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Just a couple of regular folks. <laughs> Hi, Diane. Yo, I'm it's Dad. MC and IK featuring Diane over here. <laughs> All right, we've got our uh, we've got our our band. We've got our mm-hmm. hip hop band names. Please no. <laughs> MC Nick. Do you think there's some significance to to Denna feeling more comfortable without the moon? Oh, totally. There's definitely there's definitely some sort of crazy significance. That said, there is a sliver of the moon. Like she's saying, I like nights with no moon because they're dark. But we also know that there is a sliver of moonlight happening somewhere. So there is some moon. So the moon is is in the sky. Which means, okay, when did she disappear? Let's count. When did she come back? Has she been there for a while, or did she just come back? It seems as as though she's just come back. Uh, 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 so what you're saying is the moon is just conne- just now coming back like uh, it was uh, no uh, moon and now it is just yeah. a sliver of moon uh-huh. and same with zena okay. zena just came back how long was she I, I gone mean, okay. for following this theory yeah and the fact that she likes it when there's less moon and there would be less moon as she arrives in a place theoretically it makes sense that when Quoth first runs into her a lot of the time, they normally get off to a pretty good start, I feel like. Like anytime Quoth runs into her, they're normally like kind of it's a good it's a good situation for both of them for the most part as a start. And then if we look at the last time Denna left, it was like a little like there was a little bit of rockiness happening on the first meeting before their last or sorry, on the last mm-hmm. meeting before she left, is what I meant to say. And maybe that is significant in that because it's darker when she first hangs out with Quoth. It's we better. have sort of assumed that the state of the moon, like when the moon is not in the sky, Den is not there. But what if it's it's like okay, how long was she gone for? About two weeks. Two span. I don't know. At least she's done two span. So a full month. A full month. Okay. So. Then, what if one cycle of the moon she's in Tamarant and one cycle of the moon she's not? So it's not about the moon literally being in the sky, but the moon waxes and wanes and then it's gone and so is she. It waxes and wanes and then it's gone and she comes back. I mean, I love to speculate about this. I also think that like it being like a literal... uh, connection is like too far-fetched but i also love to think about it (laughs) we know that it has something to do with the with the location of like the literal metaphysical locations of the worlds we know that there's an overlap when the moon is in a certain position um and her liking when there's less moon would mean that she's not going to shift if my new theory is true she feels more comfortable because she knows that she doesn't have to worry about like the moon shift happening when there's no moon in the sky it means that like she's gonna be there for a while, nothing. And maybe it's not exact. Maybe it it is like when the moon is waning, she's more likely to disappear. But when it's waxing, when there's less moon, she knows that it's like reasonably safe. I don't know. I'm think I think we're getting some information here because like we've seen references to the moon, but it's almost always there. So the idea that when the moon is not there, neither is Denna is disproven. But if it has to do with like the monthly cycle. And she gets literally, you know, she spends one cycle in Fae, one cycle in in Tamarant. That has legs, I think. 
Maybe. I don't know. I love, like I said, I love to speculate about this. I'm not sure that anything feels concrete at all about any of the theories that we have that are like related to this. I am very much on the fence, but I do like to, to do the speculation thing. Don't we all? We sure do. What else do we got on this page? My co-hosts. Basically, I think so. Dennis inner thoughts in this scene are, I was wrong about you. Like I thought the way you were treating me up until now made me think that, that you were just like every other guy that you were trying to sneak me in here to have clandestine sex, but I was wrong. And that's why she says you treat me better than I deserve. Like she's sort of, again, like I can't believe how often this guy proves himself that he's not just a a hound dog. How often this guy is just like treating me properly. So maybe she feels like she has wronged him somewhat by thinking less of him. And that's why she brings up you treat me better than I deserve. Well, and it also, to me, it also ties back into something that we have talked about before that she has, you know, self-esteem issues right she actually doesn't think of herself as being worthy of this kind of love and respect right so when she says you treat me better than i deserve that's her like turning her um misconceptions about quoth into like an attack on herself right like i'm such a bad person for thinking less of quoth than this i'm glad that quoth takes the opportunity to be like here is a list of all of the great things that you've done for me that mean that like yeah and you obviously again, do deserve to be treated well yeah and again it's the same thing i think because i think quoth doesn't think he's treating her particularly well and i think she doesn't think she's treating him particularly well but it's the little things that they each do that are so meaningful for the other one mm-hmm. yeah they could both stand to be a little kinder to themselves couldn't we yes all? and they could also stand to be a little more honest with each other yes but oh my god teenagers <laughs> <laughs> what's she gonna do yeah i other than, other than those things i really don't have a lot on this page my my notes are heavily denna <laughs> denna and moon yes denna moon theories blah yeah, like i well i am not one to baselessly speculate i cannot help but think that you know when she says it's easier to be yourself on moonless nights. Like she might be speaking literally, like I'm literally a different person when it's not a moonless night. I am like, I am the embodiment of the moon or I am like a fairy being or something, you know, like if what I'm saying is like, if in book three, we find out what Denna's deal is, whatever it is, I bet we can come back to this scene and be like, ah, Ah, this is what she was referring to. Yep. Also, not taking root easily, being double-tongued when referring to uh, the flowers oh. not taking root, as well as herself, you know, disappearing, perhaps literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might also be another ah moment. Mm-hmm. What if she's the Cathaya? Yeah. That Did is, you? no. <laughs> I'm going to come down from my fence and be like, I didn't know. <laughs> I think if there is an avatar of the Cathaya, it's more likely to be Puppet, but... You know, we'll uh, we'll get there. Everyone's uh, the Cathaya. That's right. Everyone is puppet. Dennis puppet. Uh, and yeah. we are there's the puppets a, of our. There's a show called The Owl House that I quite enjoy, and there's uh, one episode 
where the monster at the end is like a puppeteer and it is like a Cthulhu monster that has really long tentacles and it has like a person, like a person puppet at the end of every tentacle. And its whole deal is it like constructs these, these narratives using these puppet people. Uh, and so it's invisible to the main character while it's doing the puppeteering. So she's like in this fantasy world where it's like controlling all the little, the little puppets. And so that's what the Cathay is. It's like a pup. It's a, it's a tentacle thing. And everybody's just a little tentacle puppet at the end of uh, the Cathaya tentacle in the whole world. That's great. And listeners, you can be the little puppet people on the end of our tentacles on tomorrow's page. Of. (laughs) I've seen that porno. The wind. (laughs) 